Welcome to episode two. Let's bow our heads and worship. copyright claims to the songs it's just for strictly worshiping today's topic is intimate relationship hope everyone had a wonderful valentine's day and i hope you really reconnected and sought deeper for the master because it's really a time for love and you know who love is love is jesus jesus is love love is god god is love and let's go into the word of god I'll be talking about uh, intimate relationship today. Firstly, I want to ask, what is an intimate relationship? Excuse me, excuse me. What is an intimate relationship? The cellular translation is commonly known as a sexual relationship, but in this case, this is not the meaning I'm going for. An intimate relationship is an interpersonal relationship that involves physical or emotional intimacy. All this can be achieved with Jesus Christ. All, t- all this can be 
achieved just looking up to him. People have painted Jesus to be some sacred, um, some sacred deity that you need to be scared of, that you need to be running, uh, running from. But honestly, if you feel his love, it's the best relationship you can ever know. I'll go into some secular translations. Like, you know when you love a girl, you see the girl for the first time, she walks past you. Your, your, whole, your whole head and your heart just throbs. And you just keep on, you can't wait to just talk to her. You can't wait to say hi to her. If she doesn't call back, you're like, what's going on? You're, you're thinking, probably won't eat the first night. You spend the whole night just thinking about it. It's exactly the same way with Jesus. I'm going to be talking about certain keys and three means of intimate relationship. The first important keys of experiencing intimacy with Jesus is number one. You have to know that Jesus is interested in you. Jesus is interested in you. He died for your sins. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing right now, no matter the sin you're committing, no matter what it is, I want you to know that Jesus is interested in you. I want you to know that the King of Kings loves you. I want you to know that you don't need anybody's confirmation on how you look. When you look and you feel good, that Jesus is next to you. You don't need any you don't need to look at things and say, "Oh, when will this happen?" The only person that can make this possible is Jesus for you. So why? 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 Why will you not know that Jesus is interested in you? When he came to die, he didn't come to die for the righteous. He came to die for the sinners. He came to give his life to the broken. He came to give his life to the people who have lost their ways. He came to be that one for you. He came to be that person you can go back to cry and say, oh, I messed up. Why do I suck? Make me whole. Build me up. Jesus is interested in you. The second key is knowing that Jesus knows and wants to be with you. If anyone has told you that uh, he doesn't know what you're doing, he's like a flowing water. We are inside him. He flows. He's everywhere. You cannot be under the sun and not know that Jesus knows everything you are doing. When you speak bad, he knows. When he does everything, he knows. It's His grace that keeps you up. It's His grace that stands you up. It's His grace that makes it possible that you wake up in the morning and you can be able to speak and you can be able to see. It's all by the grace of His love. The grace of God coming to die for us is that thing that we should know that makes it possible that our heart is beating, our blood is moving around. It is the love. It is His love. It is His grace. That makes it possible for us to have a wonderful day. The third key is Jesus will invest all his time with you. All you have to do is open up your heart. Are you going to act the same way you act when you see that girl with a big thing looking so nice? When you see that guy with a looking clean, smells nice? It's all the thing you picture in a man. How do you picture Jesus? Jesus is the most beautiful being. I'll be taking you through these places with scriptures in the Bible. 
I'm not just going to be speaking up, saying things so you will not know. Those are the three keys of experiencing intimacy with Jesus. Then the three important phases of being able to enter an intimate relationship with Jesus are as follows. Number one, chasing. There is always this chasing phase where you have to be hungry and you have to keep going for him, gunning for him. And I'll be using the example of Songs of Songs, chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. In the New in King James Version, it will be called Songs of Solomon. But I want to use the NIV version so we all can find it very easy to understand where I'm coming from. Songs of Song chapter 3 says, All night long on my bed, I looked for the one my heart loves. I looked for him, but did not find him. I will get up now and go about the city, through its streets and squares. I will search for the one my heart loves. So I looked for him, but did not find him. The watchmen found me as they made their rounds in the city. Have you seen the one my heart loves? Scarcely I had passed them. When I found the one my heart loves, I held him. I would not let him go till I had brought him to my mother's house, to the room of the one who conceived me. This is a, this is a very deep chapter. Excuse me. This is a very deep chapter. And it's a chapter which you have to realize that there is always a time when you go seeking him. He's not just going to be there standing, waiting. He's the best of best gentlemen. The one and the sweetest one who will wait just looking at you by your side while you do foolish things and while you do everything. And he say, are you going to call my name? Are you going to tell me to come into your heart? Are you going to be there and tell me, yes, I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to feel, have anxiety anymore. I want to stay straight with you. I don't have, want to stay and be depressed and feel hopeless. I want to be filled up with the hope of God. I want to be filled up with the strength of the Lord. I want to be filled up with everything. I want to hold your sword and wield it. I want to be able to speak about you. I want to stop. I want to find you and take you to the deepest part of deep. She said here in the chat in verse in verse 4, it goes like this. Scarcely had I passed them. Who are these watchmen? These are the former friends we had before we came into knowing who Jesus are. These are the people that never believed. These are the people. She said, note in chapter 3. Note in verse 3, sorry. She said, the watchmen found me as the media rounds in the city. They are also roaming around. They have nowhere to go. They are lost as well. Then he said, she asked the question, very, very touching question. Have you seen the one my heart loves? Have you seen the one my heart loves? I want you to take this in and meditate on this. Have you seen the one your heart longs for? Have you seen the one who they call king? Have you seen the one who died for you? If you don't see, how would you know he is real? You must chase him to find him and see him. You must chase him to find him and hold him. You must chase him to find him and love him. It's they make People make Christianity to see, to feel like it is an abstract thing. Christianity is not abstract. Christianity is visual. You can see, you can talk, you can hold. But the thing is that are you willing to go through the process? The number one process is chasing. And after she did that, she found 
In verse 4, she said, Scarcely had I passed them. When I found the one my heart loves, I held him and would not let him go. Some of us go, we chase him, we find him, but we let him go. The watchmen come to us and they sway us with different words and say things to us. Uh, and we easily let him go. The one who is for us, the world comes and tells us, oh yeah, Christianity is just this, the Christianity is just this. No! Jesus died and resurrected on the third day for me and you. Not just so, not just so we can be called abstract people. <laughs> Jesus is real. And for you to know he's real, you have to seek him. You have to chase him. You have to chase him like that guy. Well, I'm a guy, so I'll say you have to chase him like that girl. You have to unrelentlessly send those SMS, send those texts, drop the flower, send a bottle of wine. You have to do those things. Send, take her for dinner. You have to do it. Now, you have to do those things. They are the processes. The world has told you is a process, and now I'm telling you it's also a process of you seeking Jesus. You have to put on a song and sing to him. You have to stand up and be there. You have to stay up all night thinking about his word. How do you know? You say things to him and you are wondering, oh, oh Jesus doesn't speak back to me. Open the Bible and begin to read it. Don't sleep. There are nights that I, I lose sleep thinking about a chapter, thinking about how crazy it is that Jesus died for me, thinking about what does grace really mean? Sleep leaves me. I don't, I don't know. I sleep early. But these days I can't sleep. But until I open my Bible and read it and see that this is the meaning, this is what the master is saying back to me, it gives me the inner peace for me to be able to dwell in a sanctuary and sleep like a baby. Sleep like a baby. I am not someone old. I am really young. And I'm using this as an inspiration for you all to know that this is a time for us, our own generation, to be reintroduced to knowing that Jesus is not a fairy tale. He's not a fictional story. He is real. And they are processes in knowing that he is real. Number two, finding him and knowing that he's real. I'm going to be reading from Songs of Songs, chapter 5, verse 9. Now, I'm going to, in finding him, I'll, in Songs, chapter 5, verse 9, I'll be telling you about what this watchman will do. I tag watchmen as distractions. I tag watchmen as friends who do not understand. I tag watchmen as people who are lost. I tag watch, watchmen as people who are blind. I tag watchmen as people who do not know what it means to need, to have an inner hunger, an inner craving to know what Jesus says. Songs of Songs chapter. I'll start from chapter. I'll talk to Songs of Songs chapter 5, verse 7. I'll start from verse 7. She said, The watchmen found me as they made their rounds in the city. They beat me, they bruised me, they took away my cloak. Those watchmen of wars, of the wars, 
Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, if you find my beloved, what will you tell him? Tell him, I am faint with love. I am faint with love. I am faint with love. This watchman will tell you that you are hysterical. Why must you always pray? Why must you always sing? Can't you just listen to the new music that came out? Why don't you want to do it in the trap way? Why do you have to say you praise Jesus? Why do you have to say you love him so much? Why is it that every conversation you put and you have with them, the first person you mention is Jesus? I charge everyone today to take note of these people. These are people you are meant to tell, I know who you are. And you need to slow down and tell them, I love him. You can't take me away from him. In verse 9, they ask. They always have things to ask. In verse 9, they ask her, How is your beloved better than others? Most beautiful of women or men? How is your beloved better than others? That you so charge us. She answers, and this is the most beautiful answer I have ever heard or have ever read from the Bible. This is wonderful. She says, My beloved is radiant and ruddy, outstanding among 10,000. His head is purest gold. His hair is waving and black as a raven. His eyes are like doves, but water streams washed in milk, mounted like jewels. His cheeks are like beds of spice, yielding perfume. His lips are like lilies dripping with myrrh. His arms are rods of gold set with topaz. His body is like polished ivory, decorated with lapis lazuli. His legs are pillars of marble set on bases of pure gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as it cedars. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. This is my friend. This is my lover, daughters of Jerusalem. He is the beginning and ending is everything. If you've not tasted Jesus, do you think you know what love is? If you're still at the surface of being a Christian, do you think you know love is? You go to church every day, you're playing church. Do you think you know love is? Ask yourself, did you ever see this verse as a confirmation of how Jesus is to be for you? It is wonderful for me to share this word with you, all laid to my heart by the Master to come and deliver to you. For you to know, He's waiting to have this intimacy with you. I would like to continue. I want to stop at the same time. But I'll be talking about the third phase. This third phase is the staying in love period. I call it the staying in love period, but I call it the period where we lose the second phase. I'll be opening to Luke chapter 37, verse 36. I want you to engage with me and open this as well. Luke chapter 37, verse 36. 
One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. He went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman that in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet. With her tears, then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. And he replied, said, Tell me, teacher. He said, Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgive him. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman I came? Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wet and wiped them with her hair. You did not kiss me. You did not give me a kiss. But this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing me, my feet. This is a touching time. This is a touching story because a lot of people feel like this is a story of sacrifice, what she can do. But if you take note of this, all the disciples were there. These are people now that have gotten to a stage that they believe I know the master. They have stopped, they have stopped chasing him or finding to know him. All the same time at the same period, to stay in love in Jesus is not an easy thing. You need to repeat one and two. One and two. Chasing, finding, knowing. You can never know everything about Jesus to the day you leave this earth so it is a continuous thing for you to know that you are to dip your you are to take your knees on the floor drop it put your eyes down there and wipe and cry and wipe wipe his feet wipe his feet with all your heart wipe it kiss him kiss him all day kiss him it's not something you do once in two weeks once in two weeks that you have a fall an outpour of the holy ghost around you that you come and you cry and you say oh lord i had a wonderful time in church today no it's not just all about that take notes the disciples were there and jesus said you did not put oil on my head but she has poured she has poured perfume on my feet. Katendle kuta pasuta kesakada. Mekatuku plekunda sadish. He said, You have not put oil on my head, but she had poured perfume on my feet. On my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown has shown but whoever has been forgiven little loves little how much forgiveness do you want the lord to do for you
how much giving are you ready to give? You think you're so perfect. You think you know him so much. Let's all go back to the time that we were really, really intimate with him. Let's go back to the time when we really sought for him. The time that when we first heard about him and we spoke in tongues. Most of us are speaking in tongues now and there's no love in it. Most of us are just staying and reading the Bible like a storybook, saying that there are some things in the Bible we should be biased about. But this is not really what it means. Go back to the time when you finally felt his hand on you. When last was the time did you hear his voice? This is something we are meant to hear every day. This is something we are meant to see every day. He's not like our parents who we should be distanced from or who we need a phone call to call. He's constantly in us. He's constantly in us. So I challenge everyone who has listened to this to get on their knees and go and say, Father, I worship you. I give you praise from the deepest of deep. From everything in me, I love you. I want to worship you more. I want to stay with you more. All I have, I give to you. Come and be the one who takes and directs my feet. Without me, you are nothing. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you are here and you have not given your life to Christ, say this short prayer with me. Lord Almighty, I come to you. I recognize that you died for me and resurrected on the third day. Come into my life and make me whole. Come into my life and make me whole. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And as you have said that prayer, you have been made whole. If you are here and you need to rededicate yourself to Christ, not just for something that looks cool, if you want to go down on your knees as I am going down now, say this with me. Father, I am a prodigal son. I am a prodigal daughter. I have traveled upon everywhere. I have spent what you have given to me. I come back with all repentance to give my all to you. Help me and give me your grace. Shall I continue to hunger for you? When the fiery darts are fired against me, shall I have the shield of faith to fight? In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful time. And shall you know, be embodied by the body of Christ, be embodied by the blood. I soak and laminate you in the precious blood of Jesus. No arrow shall be fired against you to take you back. Anything that has been planted to you to take away your salvation, I take it off. You are blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. You shall stay into him in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Goodbye and have a wonderful time. You're blessed.